we go. Cat song now? Went from sound like a train to a cat. What was that one commercial where it was the... Yeah. Meow, 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 meow. I just recalled that perfectly. I think it's the same pitch, too. That was good. That's a good key. That commercial is so old. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, it is. Forgot about it. Whitney, what are you looking at? Facebook memories. Facebook memories? What? Yes, sir. Wait, who's talking right now? That's Whitney. Whitney. Yeah. I'm David. Hey, David. I'm Corey Ann. <laughs> Corey. Corey and Ann or Corey Ann? I don't know. Whatever. You don't have know? an E at the end. No, no There's e. no E at the end. I need I, to change I know. Every time he texts phone. me, it always has an E. I'm like, should I tell her? <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Okay, so. Hang on. Hang on. I'm Dalton. <laughs> that was perfect. <laughs> the music stopped immediately. <laughs> what were you saying? <laughs> so. Do you capitalize the C and the A mm-hmm. in your name? Okay. Yeah. So make sure. I'm so sorry I've been spelling your name wrong. No one told me. That's I okay. thought that they were all doing it. <laughs> you see, oh, that's good. You yeah. see, people, that's why you just tell people. That's why you just correct people when they do something wrong. I know. It's because not like they may that not know. Deal to me. I you don't know? know. They may not know. Just like Winnie didn't know that she was. Well, now she um, knows publicly. <laughs> she knows publicly, yeah. Shame, Whitney. Shame. I have on you. no shame. <laughs> I'm a child of God. This is true. Oh, goodness. There's a song that goes like, no shame on me. I think. I can, yeah. <laughs> one anyway. line. That's it? <laughs> yeah, just one line. I can't. That's all I remember. I'm Maybe sorry. that's why I haven't I have heard a terrible it. Memory. The one line went by and I missed it. Yeah, pretty much. I feel like you just kind of like get into the groove of the song and you don't really listen to it. Yeah. Unless it's uh, that one song by Corey Asbury. Reckless Love. Yeah, that song. Listen, Bria was giving me some some crap about it because she was like... <laughs> How many versions of that song do you have? I, I joke and say 25. It's probably not 25, but I literally... She was like, Wait, why on earth do you have that many different versions of Reckless Love? <laughs> and I was like, because you got to keep it fresh. There's always a new way to worship. I mean, that's you know? true. That's so true. I'm like, I don't want to get tired you... of it, so I downloaded different versions. This is probably a stupid question, but do you have the version where Tori Kelly is in it with him? Actually... That made me sad because the beats like it's like they're singing like on an offbeat or something. I don't, I don't know. I don't like the background music. I love their voices together, mm-hmm. but it ain't about that. The lyrics are powerful. It's declaring the truth. There's nothing God won't do to get to us, you know. So I'll get over it. But that's not like the version I listen to the most. No, that's my favorite version of it. Like that's the only one I listen to. <laughs> I really don't care for the original. My favorite version, I can't remember who sings it. This is going to offer, like, no information. But it's, like, a, a mashup of Reckless Love and another song I that I can't I think I know what of. you're talking about. It's so good, though. I think I know what you're talking about. I need you to share it with me so I can okay. have another version on my... I'm going to see if I can find it. I'm going to see if I can find it on my Spotify. I'm going to try to find Spotify, it, Spotify, you don't sponsor us, but... On my chill Throwing it in there. Playlist. Please. Like, please. Reckless Love and Even If. Yes. Yeah, by Mass Anthem. It is so good. So good. So good. So good. So good. I'm going to say one statement. I'm going to leave it there because we need to get to the topic in our Facebook memories. But I, even though I like the sound of Even If, it's not exactly scriptural. So I have a really hard time listening to it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like. Ooh, do tell. Why isn't it scriptural? 
That's a different. No, story come on, get into it. Day. Is get that into a whole it. podcast episode. It probably would be, but like, hold well, on. Well, we we've already talked about this type of thing on the podcast, so like, just bring it up in like summary. One quick look synopsis. Up. Um, who sings that? Casting Crowns. No, Mercy Me. Mercy Me. I get what dude's saying, you know, but like, he's like, even if you don't, my hope is you alone in it. Like, we just talked about the faithfulness of God. It's not a matter of God will or won't. Where's our belief? It says, if you believe and say to this mountain, be removed and tossed into the sea, that it will. And it, it has so much more to do with our part on it. But, um, hold on. Do, 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 let me go down. It says, but God, when you choose to leave mountains unmovable. That's not scriptural. Mm-hmm. Like, I just referenced that scripture to you guys. It says, if you believe yeah. and have faith and say to this mountain, be cast into the sea, like, and do not doubt in your heart, it will be moved. It didn't say God left any mountain unmovable. You know what I'm saying? And so, like, there's just things, like, that are worship songs, and they're a great in-between for some people, like, coming over that just like the sound and need to listen to something better than what they were listening to, but that's not really scriptural. Mm-hmm. And so, I'm not really... Y'all might be like, oh, you're too extra. And I'm like, well, either the word's the standard or it's not. And I'm not saying I hit the mark every time in my life. I don't. Absolutely don't. But when you're declaring worship and you're singing songs about who God is, that's that's not who he is. I like this mashup, though. They leave that part out. So it's just like the good part. (laughs) So they don't have the whole song. I'm just saying. Okay. Anyway, Facebook memories. Well, no, I, I want to add on to that. Um, so there are times, though, that things don't change, even though we pray and, you know, believe in our heart, you know, that God is faithful because we know that he is faithful. But there are times that the situation that we're in, it still glorifies God because it introduces us to people that we never would have met otherwise. Um so I'm thinking of like the mountain that's metaphorical for like having cancer or depression or what have you. Um, you know, there are times that I've just been on my knees and asked God to remove the depression from me. And I believe that he's faithful, but I, there are like, there are times that, you know, he hasn't. And so I believe that he's faithful in the fact that whatever it is I'm going through, it glorifies him because it's seasoning me for, different situations in my life or for different people that are coming to play. You know, I've had struggles with lust, struggles with uh, porn addiction. And as, you know, I've asked God just to take it away from me. But there are times that when I'm suffering through it and I've had to get down on my knees and press for forgiveness and stuff, there have been times where I've been able to share that with somebody else who's struggling with it. And that gives them the courage to repent and to ask God for forgiveness, and to rely on Him. So even in our struggles, God is still glorified. So I'm not saying that He like condones porn addiction or cancer or anything like that, but He still uses it to get the glory that He deserves. And so it's not that He won't move the mountain, but maybe it's just not time yet, you know? See, I think I'm, I'm going to make this comment, and I'm, I'm, 
I totally understand what you're saying, but I also know that there's scripture that talks about the power and the authority that we have in Jesus. And it's not about if God will or won't, are we binding up these spirits that come as familiar spirits or the spirit of pornography or the spirit of addiction or these spirits. We have the power and the authority. It says whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. And the scripture about the mountain, it says, if you believe in your heart and you say to this mountain, it doesn't say if you believe in your heart and ask God to say to the mountain, it says you say to the mountain. And so there comes a point where you have to exercise authority that he paid a price to give you. Um, and if you guys want a more detailed episode of this, like, hear my heart. I, I definitely don't. Like, I believe there's grace for all of this. And, and we reach different avenues of people. Dalton's called to reach a totally different group of people than I'm called to reach apart from this podcast. Um, but you'll see on here that each of us maybe have a different view of of the word or where we're at in our walk or where we're at in our faith or like, and we're a part of different churches. So just know that we're coming together as part of the body of Christ. Mm -hmm. Like he's at a different church. David's at a different church. Me and Corianne are at a different church. So you guys are going to see a little bit of our relationship with God or, you know, we're walking through this together and we're coming to reach all avenues of people. Um, so just hear our hearts on this. You are going to hear that we disagree sometimes when it comes to things like this. And that, I mean, that is what it is. Mm-hmm. But um, our goal doesn't here, mean we love each other less. No, anything no, like that. no, absolutely not. Yeah. If he and it kind of goes back to what I was saying last last week, you know, about like we all have positions, like different positions. It's important that we can talk about them, back them up, and have edifying conversations about them. So yeah. With yeah. That at all. Yeah. Um, there was one time I'm gonna side side journey our Facebook memo, but I was listening to Joyce Meyer and she was talking about. Her and her friend Christine Kane, they went to this outlet store, and this just reminds me of me and Dalton right now, a little bit. But um, Joyce was talking to this county, or like not this county, this clerk. Wow, Here she was talking, <laughs> talking to a whole county. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, she probably was. Maybe a lot of people going to them conferences, you know. But um, she was talking to the the clerk at the the desk where they were shopping or whatever. And the lady was like, "Oh, what are y'all here for?" And Joyce told her, "You know, we're here for a conference." A Christian conference, whatever, and the lady's like, oh, yeah, I'm spiritual. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, then she, like, threw out a cuss word, and she's like, well, she's like, whoops. She was like, you know, that's okay. I think God cusses, too. And Joyce was immediately like, I'm going to come to God's defense. She was like, God does not cuss. And then she was like, like, she had leaned over the counter to say it, and Christine Kane leaned around, and her evangelistic side came out, and she was like, but he loves people that do. <laughs> you know, and so you'll see different different gifts operating here as well. Um, I think I started out more with the evangelistic side and now I'm kind of like more of, we got to straighten up now, you know? So, um, yeah. Anyway, there, it's just really funny. It just made me think of that story. Good old Joyce Meyer. Oh, she's got that grit though. Yeah. She'll tell you she's, she's a Paul. Yeah. When you showed me that sermon of her, I just like immediately like, you were, it's you. Like, it's, it's you. Like when you're, <laughs> did you really enough. think that? I thought that. Yeah very outspoken oh well you and you in training what was the verse it was in the last one <clears throat> but basically um i'm not saying things to please man but to please god mm-hmm. okay next <laughs> <laughs> thank you next <laughs> yeah next well guys nine years ago today I posted on Facebook, and I was ranting a little bit. Sick. 
I said, that's ridiculous. $3.22 for a 16-ounce can of a monster. For a monster? For a monster. Oh. And you know what? Since then, I've definitely spent four ninety nine on an 8-ounce can of Red Bull. <gasps> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so double standards Mm-mm-mm. coming from me, back then at least. And please listen to this post that I made, and it was from 2009. So this was 12 years ago? It's a post. I, it says, Gig Wanted. I have a band, as you know. I am the lead, capital L, and I spelled it. Well, I guess lead and lead are still the same. Guitar, I spell it GTR. Drums, my best bud Dave Hardy does the same. Also, Jake Rodriguez plays rhythm, spelt it wrong. Guitar, GTR. And keyboard, spelt keyboard wrong. <laughs> and Brett is on bass, spelt it wrong. Gig wanted, all caps. If available, please email me on my Facebook or contact Justin Sumi. Spelled his name wrong. I know that's not how he spelled his name. All caps. <laughs> He's on my friends list, so just give him a shout. He's our manager. And then I signed it, full of awesomeness. Every other letter in awesomeness is capitalized. Oh my, did anyone oh my respond? No, well I had comments. <laughs> I mean, oh. there were some people that gave us some opportunities, and... We were called the Dave Brothers Band. Dave Brothers Band. Yeah. <laughs> I just thought that was really funny. Just the language was... And then, same day. I mean, I tried to make that as professional as possible. Same day. Just ate microwavable mac and cheese. Spelt cheese wrong. Yeah. That was me in 2008. Man. What were you, like, sixth grade? Maybe eighth. Two thousand eight. I was in eighth grade in two thousand eight. Because high school. You were thirteen. Yeah, eighth grade. No, oh, I thought you were younger than me. I am. Because I was. Math. Math is hard. <laughs> I'm 13th. telling you, I was in eighth grade in two thousand eight. Did you graduate in thirteen, David? No, I graduated in fourteen. <laughs> How does that look? Are you surprised by that? I just I feel older than you because I am it's true this is true Joyce (laughs) 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 no but what about you Corianne um I don't have any funny thing to share but I I have a good a good quote by Dietrich Bonhoeffer (laughs) (laughs) okay I think that's how you say his name he said your life as a Christian should make non-believers question their disbelief in God Ooh, can you send that to me? Yeah, sure. Sharing that. I like that. I was like, that's... Yeah. Can you say it again? Because I didn't catch it. People yeah. in the back. Your life as a Christian should make non-believers question their disbelief in God. I can't pronounce that guy's last name, but nice quote. Yeah. Wait, long. <laughs> Insert Coriandum. Ooh, Coriandum. Coriandum. <laughs> Very random. <laughs> I have one more. Ooh, bars. Ooh. By Jonathan Edwards. He's looks like he's from the 1800s or maybe earlier <laughs> name sounds like <laughs> <a> judgmental <laughs> you contribute nothing to your salvation but the sin that made it necessary i thought that was good Ooh, 
that's deep. Yep. Dun dun dun. dun, 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 dun. <laughs> I've got one actually. That actually fits today. with our message. I know. Fits perfectly with Galatians. Um, I I shared one actually today on my timeline already, but I'll verbally share it with you guys. You must learn to trust that there is a future waiting for you that is beyond what you might be able to see or grasp at this present moment. I'm like, okay. Wisdom. Well, we are uh, 20 minutes into this episode, so All let's right. get into the meat. Go ahead and get into the meat of the podcast. <laughs> Put down that milk. It's dinner time. Yum. But yeah, so we are uh, we are in Galatians three and four, um, and I kind of wrote a little summary of what I got out of chapter three. I say uh, Paul explains that the law is meant as a guardian for us in our transgressions. We were imprisoned to this guardian until Christ came. Christ has received the promise to Abraham, and we are in Christ. Therefore, we have received the same promise and been granted righteousness by our faith alone. What did everybody kind of get out of the chapter? I, I just love that it talks about um, that faith faith brings freedom. Um, I think that's where a lot of people miss it. They think that if they do the right acts or they earn it, then God will answer their prayer, and that's not how it works. It's according to if you believe. Um, it's like when he talks about, chapter 3 verse 2 it says so answer me this did the holy spirit come to you as a reward for keeping all of the jewish law no you received him as a gift because you believed in the messiah your new life with the anointed one began with the holy spirit giving you a new birth why then would you foolishly turn from living by the spirit to try trying to finish by your own works have you endured all these trials and persecutions for nothing let me ask you again what does the lavish supply of the holy spirit in your life and the miracles of god's tremendous power have to do with you keeping religious laws the Holy Spirit is poured out upon us through the revelation and power of faith, not by keeping the law. And so um, this goes back into our conversation a little bit ago. It's like, you know, either you believe this or you don't. Yeah. I like how um, chapter 4, verse 8 um, says, Formerly when you did not know God, you were slaves to those who by nature are not God's. But now that you know God, or rather are known by God, how is it that you are still turning back to those weak and miserable principles? Do you wish to be enslaved to them all over again? And so I just I just love the urgency that he brings to this book. Mm-hmm. And I just think that it's such a metaphor for today and like how we've lost that sense of urgency. And I don't know, I just think that you just need that presence especially uh, to the group that he's talking to because again they're they're they keep looking to the law for their guidance instead of instead of God instead of, instead of Christ and just again like Dalton was saying like he's putting emphasis on his sacrifice and like like how he's the center of everything now and if you, if you think back to this time it's like people have to kind of relearn how they think it's not like you're born into it and you kind of have to learn what is like this is a new thing this is different people mm-hmm. have that's why it's like you really need people that are very evangelistic and can send the message the right way because they have to completely change the way these people have thought and have been taught yeah so yeah. that's true it's like it's not coming out at this time when we're aware of both sides and like we understand but it was 
Like you said, yeah. it was totally new for them. Um, and I like too he answers in here. Like he says, "Why then was the law given? It was meant to be an intermediary agreement added after God gave the promise of the coming one." It was given to show men how guilty they are, and it remained in force until the seed was born to fulfill the promises given to Abraham. And then I like that it goes on in, chap- in um, verse 23 of chapter 3. So until the revelation of faith for salvation was released, the law was a jailer, holding us as prisoners under lock and key until the faith which was destined to be revealed would set us free. The law becomes a gateway to lead us to the Messiah so that we would be saved by faith. But when faith comes, the law is no longer in force, since we have already entered into life. I feel like that just perfectly shows you the use of the law and then yeah. why we've moved on from that. Yeah, it's like you need both. Like mm-hmm. You can't really have one without the other. Yeah. I know it's not, um, or at least I don't think that it's in Galatians, but it talks about, you know, all right my word on the tablet of your heart that you might not sin against me. And so it's like when you come into relationship with God, his laws are automatically written on your heart. And there's like a conviction for things that you used to think was okay. And that seemed all right. And it wasn't that bad because it was something normalized to you. And all of a sudden you might feel convicted for it. So when you come to that place, you're in relationship with God and he, those laws are automatically written on your heart. Like you're a new creation in Christ. And so those things are are put in your heart so that you might not sin against him. Like there's a grace for it. You're now sons and daughters. Like those things are part of receiving the gift of the Holy spirit and the Holy spirit will convict and guide and lead and counsel and bring peace. And so in keeping the law, when you're really walking by the spirit, the Holy spirit's not going to lead you. And you know what I mean? Like it says, God isn't going to tempt you Mm -hmm. with evil. You know what I mean? Like, so when you're led by the Holy Spirit, these laws aren't something that you have to have an outward behavior to show. It's an inward heart change. And what's in you, it will be produced in your life and it will come out of you. So whenever you receive the Holy Spirit, whenever you really come into relationship with who he is and, and the motive isn't doing things right, it's just being in love with him, those things come automatically. Now we do have to have the discipline of renewing our mind because that thing is still attached to our old way of thinking. Mm-hmm. And like you guys were saying, when people have that evangelistic gift, they have to challenge the way that people think about God, the way that they see themselves and the whole thing. Um, but they have the grace and the anointing to do that. It goes on to say in chapter four, from slavery to sonship. And it says, in a similar way, God has promised our ancestors something better. But as long as an heir is a minor, he's not really much different than a servant. Although he's the master over them all. For until the time appointed by the father, when he comes of age, the child is under the domestic supervision of the guardians of the estate. So it is with us. When we were juveniles, we were enslaved under the hostile spirits of the world. But when that era came to an end and the time of fulfillment had come, God sent his son, born of a woman, born under the written law. Yet all of this was so that he would redeem and set us free from those held hostage to the written law. So that we would receive our freedom in a full legal adoption as children. Yeah, that's really good. Um, It kind of... I feel like a lot of Galatians goes back or go, yeah, goes back to when Jesus died on the cross for us. And when he died, the veil was torn. And I think a lot of the law is trying to sew up that veil, that veil that like opened up and let us come into the grace. Um, I recently listened to a sermon about that. And I just thought that was so interesting how he put it, that the law tries to sew it back up. It tries to sew up or abolish what Jesus did on the cross for yeah. us. I guess it's hard for like human nature to accept free gifts 
Yeah. Do you guys think that's like part of it? It's like hard oh, to yeah. just accept this free gift that's beyond anything we could even. Yeah. Like, what's the catch? You know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, for me, uh, something that I just received tonight. Um, my immediate response was like, I don't want to accept this because kind of like violates my pride violates the fact that I've been working towards you know getting the situation resolved for so long but now it's you're telling me that it's just over your debt's mm-hmm. paid the hey. debt is paid um, well I no I hesitate to say paid I like it's not paid it's forgiven the mm-hmm. debt is forgiven um, because I have not paid it you know right. like and that goes right into the Galatians thing like I haven't paid my sin debt it's been forgiven because Jesus Christ paid it. But it got paid by Jesus. But it's forgiven. Like if I if I if I say my debt has been paid, then I'm taking credit for it, and I don't want to do that. Honestly, I'm just referencing "No Longer a Slave to Fear." I or I think that's part of that song. Yeah, it's like my debt is paid. It is paid in full by the precious blood that Jesus spilled. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sorry. I ain't going to sing for y'all, but, you know, I might speak Mm. a word. (laughs) (laughs) But anyway, getting back to what Corey Ann was saying, like, it is just so hard to accept a free gift, to accept grace, to accept mercy, because it requires us to be humble in order to receive it. Yeah. And, you know, God opposes the proud, but he gives grace to the gives grace to the humble. And so, and honestly, that's what I was telling with this one guy who, like, he beats himself up over a sin habit that he has. And I'm, and like, he says that he wants to repent and all these things, but he doesn't want to because he feels unworthy to repent. And that's where I'm like, you've got to be humble, though. Mm -hmm. Like, it is humbling to repent and to say, God, I'm wrong. You're right. Now will you please give me the grace? Yeah. Will you please give me forgiveness? Like, that requires you to humble yourself. And when you humble yourself, God gives you grace. He gives grace to the humble. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it goes along with, so like one of my favorite artists is John Mark Pantana. I probably talk about him too much. But um, he had this quote in his book, and it said, The eyes of love see past the branches of your behavior and into the root of your belief. Wow. well guys we are over time um so i think we're gonna go ahead and wrap it up for this episode but uh we will be back next week with the last two chapters of galatians we will see you then